Lord, thank you so much for um, your faithfulness to us. Lord, you are, are faithful to us to uh, provide for us. Um, you provide so many things and in so many ways. The, the shelter over our heads, the food, the um, heat and warmth that you give to us. And you provide transportation. And, and um, Lord, there's so many things. You protect us and, and keep us safe and healthy and well. And, and Lord, there's so many things that, that you do for us. And um, Lord, to be able to give back is just a, a small thing. Lord, so we thank you. Lord, I pray that you'll bless the gift and the giver. Lord, that you would multiply it um, here to your glory and multiply it back to all those who, uh, who sow and sow faithfully. Lord, I pray that you'll multiply it uh, a hundredfold, a whole hundredfold return for, for the seed that they sow, both in the natural and in the spiritual. So, Lord, we thank you for that. And, Lord, we... As we open your word together today, Lord, I, I pray that you will speak to us, that you will um, mold us and shape us in just some way. Lord, let us hear from you. Lord, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a man. I, I, I do my best to, to give what, um, what I, I believe is, is your word, both in, in the scripture and what your Holy Spirit's speaking. But Lord, you do it so much better. It's the Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll speak to us today. Show us how we need to be more like Jesus. Help us to do that. And uh, help us to live it out loud. Lord, that so every, not, just, not just our family, not just uh, those of us in this building can see, but everyone who's on the street, everyone we see at our work or as we go to the store. Lord, let us, let us live our life for you in front of the world. And thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I thought actually a little bit more time than I thought I would. Um, if, if you would turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. 1 Corinthians 12. That's where we're going to actually be going in the next few weeks. Um, I'm going to, even though I'm, I'm going to work out of 1 Corinthians 12 today, um, I believe it actually is appropriate for all the gifts, the uh, Romans 12 gifts, and then as we get into the 1 Corinthians 12 uh, manifestations, I believe it's appropriate for those as well. So I'll let, uh, give you just a second to get to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. And I don't know who, who else here um, took biology in high school. Um, I actually took two classes uh, of biology in high school. One was on a Monday, another was on a Tuesday. And that was it, actually. You know, I, I took biology one and biology two in high school, and uh, then actually and took college biology. Um, so I, I I liked it, and I think you know as I as we went through biology, uh, I think one of the things that was most fascinating to me is to, uh, to see the, the grandeur of the creation of God. When you looked at everything in a human body, you know, from the, all the neurons and synapses and how it all works together in the brain and gets fed all the way through to, to how, we, how we eat and how, uh, you know, we, we eat food and all the nourishment goes through all the entire, everything in our body and, 
and um, how we uh, breathe, and we have to have air too. It's not just about eating, but we have to have air, and the air goes through with the, our blood system and the um, our heart, and and it, it it gets even much more detailed than that. You get into the uh, to your genes and the, how the genes make up who you are, and, and your your DNA and your RNA, and to the, these microscopic particles that that we don't even understand fully, and yet. God put it all together in such a way that it all works. Oh my goodness, it works. I mean, you know, I mean, we we have all of this stuff that is 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 all working together and it has to work together perfectly. Because if any of it is out of order, things get can get haywire in a hurry. And I know sometimes that happens to us whether we, you know, when we get sick or if we you know, have have a broken bone or some torn muscles or or something along those lines. You know, it when something happens, it affects so much of our entire body. I mean, some of you guys, I know, both online and here, you know, you you've had some um, either muscles or bones or something that has taken place, and, and in some manner, you know, it may be just in one part of you, right? But it will affect everything. Because the pain level, you're going, oh my, I can't stand, you know, I can't sleep, or I can't, you know, I'm having trouble eating, or how do I drive, or how do I write, or, or hey, can can you can you fix the food for me? Because I can't quite, you know, lift my hand. You know, it affects all of us, even if it's just one little part, and that it goes down to the absolute microscopic level that God put it all together, and He put it together perfectly, so that we can function as a human being so that we can have a mind to remember so that when our mind says hey lift your hands your hands go up when you walk you you know you 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 say hey i need to go over there and you and you you can actually start to move or pick things up or it it, it think about the intricacies of, of thinking about something and writing it down you know just Having to learn all the the movements of letters and and you know it, it happening so quickly that you are thinking of a word and all of a sudden your hand begins to write and God put it all together and without every little part from the from the DNA and the RNA in in the cell to to the cells you know to every little part of the cell. Um, to there the cell's ability to take in nutrients to to our whole systems functioning exactly the way they should. It all has to work together for us to be um, who we are. You know, Paul uses the analogy of a body to talk about how we as a people should work together. And if you, if you think about it, like as I was just talking about how intricate everything is, and some some parts are much more visible, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody sees there. You, you can look around, and you used to be able to see everybody's faces, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you, you see your face. But there are parts of us that are covered, and usually covered, you know, most of the time, mm-hmm. if not all of the time, right? But that doesn't mean that all the other parts 
are, are, are not functioning, right? Or that they don't have a function, even if they're covered. So everybody, whether you are up here and you're seen, or whether you are never seen, all the parts have to function. And function, if, if I didn't have my, I, people don't see my feet much. <laughs> but, but if I didn't have feet, I wouldn't be standing up here. You know, legs and, and your, all the muscles that you have in your torso to be able to hold yourself upright. Everything is necessary. And if you look at, starting in verse 12, it says, For even as the body is one, and yet has many members, and, and the word there is, is um, really, it, it's basically, uh, it has many um, parts. That it's, it's like we, you have many systems, many uh, organs and tissues, all right, is the idea. Um, in English, we have members, and it's like a member of an organization. That's, that's not it, okay. It's like has, has, has organs and tissues. Right? As the body has uh, many members and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free. We are all made to drink of one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, because I'm not a hand and not a part of the body, it's not for this reason any, um, any the less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I'm not an eye, I'm not a part of the body, it's not for this any reason um, any the less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. If they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. Right, just pause, pause right there for just a second. Um, so th there's a few things I want to really try to hit home in, in, a, in a few minutes today. Because uh, we, we have a quiz. Tim, does that ever give you just a, 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 a really good feeling to go to your classes? Hey, there's a quiz today. Everybody goes, oh, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a. Um, uh, I want to make sure we get plenty of time for the gifts assessment today, um, and I'll give directions for that. Um, but you know, one thing I've talked about quite quite a bit, and as we've gone through the different gifts, I've said you know we we have to make sure that we're operating in the gifts correctly. Okay, that we are submitting those to the Lord correctly so that we can operate in the positive sides of those gifts rather than in, in the negative sides. And if, we, if we're operating in the positive sides of the gifts, all of us, then the, the idea is, is it should bring unity and that we should look like Jesus. Really how I see it, and, and I'm, to be very honest, I'm not sure I've ever seen a church that fully does it. And I wish, and I'm hoping and praying that we are. But um, when all the gifts are working together, I believe that every need will be met. That every need will be met. I don't exactly know what that looks like, but I can't wait to see. 
when you know we have all the gifts and so if you have a if you have a spiritual need the need is met if you have a physical need the need is met if you have an emotional need the need is met if there's a a physical need with the building the need is met if there's a if there are people that need salvation the need is met that that every need both in here and out there the needs met because we're one body working together so how is it that we need to be submitting to the Lord and working together in order for those needs to be met? And I've just, I've just discussed it a, a bit, but um, what Paul is saying here is that we need to make sure and realize that there are many members, and it's very diverse, but all those members have a certain function. And that God himself has put those members in that function. Yeah, I was just talking about the human body, right? And and there is not a person on the earth, and we're getting, you know, science is getting much more advanced, much, much more advanced, but there is not a scientist on the earth that can create a human. Right? They, they, they're trying to clone, they're trying to, but they, they can't create us. They can't, they can't figure out so, and they've done they've huge, great, amazing strides, but they can't figure out how it all works. It had to come from a creator God. Amen. Yes. In the same way, how the entire body, the body of Christ, works together has to come from a creator God. He is the one that has put us all together with the various gifts that he has put into place. He's given one person here and one person there and this person here and that person there so that the entire body should work together in such a way that it works. Just like the body should work together to, to, to get things done. You know, whether that's to get things done by sleeping that we all need or by working or by, by speaking or, or whatever it may be, the entire body needs to work together in the same way. And God has put it intricately, intricately together so that it will work exactly how he wants it to work. And that's one of the things that we need to realize is that even though we may be diverse... And we should be diverse. I mean, even if, even if you hold up your left and your right hand, right, they're different. And they're supposed to be different. They're very, very similar, but they're mirror images. Because if they were exactly the same, it would make things, it would be really tough, right? Um, but e- even if they're similar, you, you might have a similar gifting to someone else, but you're not going to be the same. Both of you may be teachers, or both of you may be prophetic, or both of you may be mercy, but you're not going to be the same. And God has made the differences exactly how he wants the differences so that it fits together. It fits together just perfectly. So we need to celebrate the differences that everyone has. We celebrate the differences so that we can be unified. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Celebrate the differences so that we can come together and be one. Because if, if, like I said, if these weren't different, 
it'd be much more difficult. If, if both of my feet had a big toe on the left-hand side, it wouldn't work as well. You've got to have those toes right so that, so that you, have, you can be planted. Right? I, I've, I've always had big feet. <laughs> Maybe it's because of my last name. I don't know. But... <laughs> But my, my parents always said, you know, because I, I played baseball as a kid, and they they say, you know, it, it's to hold you on the mound when you're pitching, you know, give you that good firm foundation. But really, you know, we need all of it. We need the foundation that you don't ever see, right? We need people that are out, you know, maybe more vocal. We need the hands, and but it all has to work together. We need to celebrate the differences so that we may have unity. Celebrate the differences so that we can have unity. Which means, if, if I don't look like so-and-so, that's okay. That's exactly what God wants. Because if we both looked alike, one of us would be obsolete. Right? So we need to have unity. And we have unity because in the diversity... Or you can look at the, we have diversity and unity, or unity and diversity. All right, starting in verse 21. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, to the, uh, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it's much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which seem less honorable... On these we bestow more abundant honor, or less presentable members become much more presentable, whereas our more presentable members have no need of it. But God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, so that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one, if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Okay, pause right there for a second. So even in the diversity, we need to realize that, that there, we, we cannot have jealousy. All right? Um, it, it talks about the presentable members. Really, <laughs> that, that's kind of a euphemism. All right? Um, it, it's basically... The members that are, are, are covered up, the, it's really the, the things that you would cover up when you go to the beach that you need to make sure to have covered, okay, is what is what really it is, is referring to. So the, the things that are, um, uh, which one, it's first, which deem less honorable, unless we bestow more abundant honor, less presentable, the presentable members become much more presentable. Basically, you, you cover the things up that you should cover up in a, in a way that needs to be covered. Okay? Basically, what he is saying is all the parts are necessary even if you don't see them. I, I remember hearing a, um, somebody teach, uh, his, his name is uh, Ray Vanderland, and he's been a, a good uh, many years in Israel. He's an evangelical, um, you know, Bible-believing, Jesus-following uh, guy who found himself in a rabbinical school in Israel. And he said that disciples of rabbis would, um, they would even follow their rabbi to the restroom. Because if the rabbi had a blessing 
you know, when he went to the restroom, the disciple needed to know what that blessing was. And he said there was one because, you know, because, you know, we need to make sure that all of the orifices that we have operate correctly. And we need to be giving thanks that those operate correctly because when they don't, things don't work well. And you need, you need to make sure, you know, you need to bless the Lord for them working well. Because God has put in us a way that we need to get rid of toxins. And if you don't get rid of the toxins, then your body is in bad shape. Right? <laughs> so, you know what? There are things, there are things that we want to, that, that you say, you know what, I don't want anybody to see that part. Okay? But that doesn't make it less necessary. There might be people who are part of the body that say, I don't want it to ever be seen. I don't want to ever be up front. I, I, I don't want anybody to ever know what I'm doing. Okay? I want, I want it to be hidden. I want it to be, you know, just something that is just between me and the Lord. And that's okay. Because those, those ones are just as necessary as someone who's up here and who is seen. And we can't have jealousy between, you know, it doesn't do any good for, for someone to say, hey, I want that gift. Why does he have that gift and I don't? I want that gift. Why does he, or I want her gift. That's a much better gift. Her gift's much better than the gift I've got. It can go both ways. You, you can look down on somebody and say, oh, well, I've got it. I've got a teaching gift. That's a lot better than that mercy gift. <clears throat> right? There's a lot of that in that world. There is. Or the jealousy of, I, that's a better gift. No, 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 no. There's, it's, there's, there's not better or worse. There's not greater or less. There's not, it's, they're all necessary. All the gifts are necessary. And if somebody has a gift that they're not using, there's something not being done. Because there's a, there's a part of the body that, that isn't being used. You know, what, what, if, what, if you're the, what if you're the heart or the lungs? Nobody ever sees you. But if, it, if your heart and your lungs aren't working, you're in really bad shape. Right? So we, to, in, to have the unity in the diversity in the body you know, we, it, it, would, it would really stink if we were all feet. <laughs> but to have the unity and the diversity, right? There can't be any jealousy. There can't be any looking down on. We have to realize that we are all necessary. I've, I've got a, a, a pastor friend of mine who, um, he thinks in pictures more than anybody I, I've ever seen. And um, he was telling me, uh, several years ago that um, he was thinking about worms and how necessary worms are. You know, worms, um, they, 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 you, you rarely do you ever see them except maybe after a rain and you see them on a sidewalk or something. But they're, they're under the ground and making sure the ground can be tilled up. They're decomposing things, you know, so that the ground is, is fertile. He said, worms are such a necessary part 
of our earth and of the agricultural process. Where would we be without worms? And he told his people, he said, would you, if God created you to be a worm, would you be the best worm that God created you to be? What if that's your job, to be underground and to just be decomposing stuff and to be eating dirt and to be... Are you willing to be a worm and to be the best worm that God created you to be? And that's that's a difficult thought, right? But what you realize when you begin thinking about it is God created it all and God put it all together and he put the gifts in you that he wants you to have. And he has a place for you. And it's our job to be serving him. And to be the best that we can be with what he's given us to be. So that he can use each one of us to the full potential. And to do a very, very vital job in his body, and his creation. The only we can do whether it's seen or not seen. Verse 27. Right about where I need to be. That's good. Verse 27 says, Now you are Christ's body, individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, there's teachers, then miracles and gifts of healing, administration, various kinds of tongues. And he goes on, he goes on from there. And I, I don't want to get too much into that except to say this. You know, one thing I've mentioned over and over is that we need to, to submit our gifts really first to the Lord more than anything. And what that means, and we, we've discussed it a little bit already this morning, but that means bringing those to the Lord and saying, Lord, this is not my gift. It's yours. You are the one who has placed this gift within me. How do you want me to use it for you? Not how can I use it, well, how I want to use it, but how can I use this gift for you? How can I give this gift to you and use it for you, for your glory? Right? So you're submitting that to the Lord. It's it's like, you know, there's always this great exchange where God has given you life and then you give your life back to the Lord. He's giving you this and you're giving it right back. He's giving he's like, I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you freedom when you offer your freedom back to him. Right? It's the same way with your your gifts. He's giving you these gifts and you can I'm gonna tell you, you can choose to use them however you want. Is that gonna be for his glory? Probably not. But if you if he the gifts he's given, if you go back to him and say, Okay, Lord, you've given me X, Y, and Z, you've given me this ability. To, to serve, you've given me this ability to have mercy on people, you've given me this ability to teach, or you've given me this ability to prophesy. Here, Lord, I'm giving it right back. I don't want to use it however I want to use it. I want to use it how you want me to use it. You just give me the orders and let me, and let me go. I'll, I'll do whatever you say. That's what I mean by giving it back to the Lord and submitting it to Him so that we are doing what he wants with the gifts that he's given for his glory. Now, having, having said that, you know, it's also, 
it's first to the Lord, but it's also in submission to those who are authority over you. And that's hard for it's hard for a preacher to speak about that, okay? But at, at the same time, you know, God puts people in, in such a way that they can they a lot of times can look and say, okay, I, I need I need I need this brick here because it fits better, or I need this this rock to go here because this space is exactly right, and they can kind of see and and put and and, and direct. And you don't want you don't want a brick that you say here. Oh, this is a perfect place for you. And they go, I don't want to be there. I want to be over there. And they keep popping out of joint. You know, <laughs> did, did they just fill that gap here? You know, I've, I've done with that with some. You know, I, I don't know, but you, you fill the gap with something. All of a sudden, you come back and it's it's empty again. And so it's submitting, first of all, first and foremost, to the Lord Jesus and giving everything back to him, but also submitting to those who are in authority over you so that, so that when they say, look, you know, I think this is the best way you can use your gift. Here, let's try this. And you say, okay, we'll, we'll go for it. Or, you know what, let me, let me help you to, to, do, to grow in your gift because that's part of the job of, of pastors is to, to not just recognize and sometimes to bestow gifts upon people, but to help them grow up in their gifts. And to say, you know what? You need you need help in training with this? Let's go for it. Let me let me help you let me help you give you the, the tools and, and um, provide any training that you need. Or or whether maybe it's just saying you, you need you need resources? Here you go. Let's find the resources you need to for your gift. Okay? So giving it to the Lord, number one, and actually looking at and saying, okay, I'm going to submit to the Lord first, and then I'm going to submit to those who are in authority.